Welcome to the Yesteryear Chronicles, a podcast where we explore historical events on this day in history. I'm Adrian, your guide through world history. And I'm Becca, here for some science and pop culture flavor. Today is April 29th, and we have some amazing stories lined up for you. If you're ever feeling stuck in the present, remember that you can always dance your way back in time with us on this podcast. Let's get started with our first story. On April 29, 1770, British explorer Captain James Cook and his crew aboard the HMS Endeavour arrived in Australia, landing at Botany Bay. This marked the first recorded European contact with the eastern coast of Australia and set the stage for British colonization. That's a significant moment in history, especially considering how it shaped Australia's future. How did the indigenous people react to Cook's arrival? The initial encounters with the indigenous people were mostly peaceful, but there were some violent clashes as well. The long-term consequences of European colonization were disastrous for the Aboriginal population, with the introduction of new diseases and the disruption of their traditional way of life. It's important to remember the impact colonization had on the native populations. But now let's move on to a cosmic discovery. On this day in 1826, Scottish astronomer James Dunlop discovered the Centaurus A galaxy. This peculiar galaxy is one of the closest radio galaxies to Earth, and has played a crucial role in our understanding of active galactic nuclei. It's amazing how discoveries like these expand our knowledge of the universe. Do you ever wonder what other celestial objects are waiting to be found out there? Absolutely. There's so much we still don't know about the cosmos, and it's exciting to think about what we'll discover next. Let's move on to our final story for this segment. On April 29, 1992, the Los Angeles riots began in response to the acquittal of police officers involved in the beating of Rodney King. Over the course of six days, the city experienced widespread violence, looting, and arson, resulting in 63 deaths and over 2,000 injuries. Those riots were a dark chapter in American history, but they also brought attention to racial tensions and police brutality. It's a reminder that we still have work to do in addressing these issues. Absolutely and it's important for us to learn from the past in order to create a better future. The stories we've discussed today highlight a wide range of human experiences, from the excitement of exploration and discovery to the challenges of societal injustices. For our deep dive today, we'll be exploring the Cambodian Campaign, which began on April 29, 1970. The United States and the Republic of Vietnam launched a joint military operation in Cambodia to disrupt North Vietnamese supply lines and bases during the Vietnam War. Why did they decide to expand the war into Cambodia? The Nixon administration believed that cutting off the North Vietnamese supply routes through Cambodia would weaken their forces and hasten the end of the war. However, the campaign proved to be controversial as it escalated the conflict and led to widespread protests in the United States the invasion of Cambodia marked a significant expansion of the war, and it was seen by many as an unnecessary escalation that would only prolong the conflict. What was the response from the international community? The international community was largely critical of the Cambodian campaign. Many countries expressed concern over the expansion of the war and the potential for increased instability in the region. The United Nations General Assembly even passed a resolution condemning the invasion, although it didn't have any binding effect. It's clear that the Cambodian campaign had a significant impact on public opinion. How has this event been remembered in history? The legacy of the Cambodian campaign is one of controversy and debate. 
While it did achieve some tactical successes in disrupting North Vietnamese supply lines, the operation failed to significantly alter the course of the war. Furthermore, the incursion into Cambodia destabilized the country and set the stage for the brutal Khmer Rouge regime, which would come to power in 1975. Ultimately, the Cambodian campaign serves as a cautionary tale about the unintended consequences of military interventions and the importance of carefully considering the potential ramifications of such actions. Our second deep dive today takes us to April 29, 1997, when the Chemical Weapons Convention went into effect. This international treaty, which now has 193 member states, prohibits the development, production, stockpiling, and use of chemical weapons. The convention built upon the principles established by the 1925 Geneva Protocol, which banned the use of chemical and biological weapons in warfare, but did not address their production or stockpiling. How has this treaty impacted the use of chemical weapons in conflicts? Since its implementation, the Chemical Weapons Convention has significantly reduced the threat of chemical warfare. The treaty has led to the destruction of nearly 98% of declared chemical weapon stockpiles, making the world a safer place. However, there have been some instances of non-compliance, and the treaty faces ongoing challenges such as new chemical threats and the need for continued international cooperation. Can you provide an example of non-compliance with the Chemical Weapons Convention? Certainly. One notable case of non-compliance is the use of chemical weapons during the Syrian Civil War. Despite Syria's accession to the Chemical Weapons Convention in 2013, numerous chemical attacks have been reported, with the Syrian government and other actors accused of using toxic agents like sarin and chlorine gas against civilian populations. This highlights the ongoing challenges faced by the international community in enforcing the treaty and preventing the use of chemical weapons. It's concerning that chemical weapons are still being used despite the convention. How is the international community addressing these challenges? The Organization for the Prohibition of Chemical Weapons, OPCW, is responsible for monitoring compliance with the Chemical Weapons Convention. They investigate alleged use of chemical weapons and support efforts to hold those responsible accountable. Additionally, member states must work together to share information, promote transparency, and engage in diplomatic efforts to discourage the use of chemical weapons. On a related note, April 29th is also observed as the Day of Remembrance for all victims of chemical warfare. This solemn occasion serves as a reminder of the horrific consequences of chemical warfare and the importance of the Chemical Weapons Convention in working towards a world free of these devastating weapons. On a lighter note, let's discuss some pop culture moments. Today is the birthday of the esteemed actor Daniel Day-Lewis, born in 1957. Known for his intense method acting and incredible performances, Day-Lewis is the only actor to have won three Best Actor Oscars. He won For My Left Foot, There Will Be Blood, and Lincoln. Oh, I love Daniel Day-Lewis. His performance in There Will Be Blood was absolutely chilling. Do you have a favorite role of his, Adrian? I must say I was quite taken by his portrayal of President Lincoln. It's fascinating how he truly embodied the character. Now, moving on to another milestone on this day in 1968, the groundbreaking musical Hair opened on Broadway at the Biltmore Theater. The show, which explored themes of the counterculture and sexual revolution, broke new ground in theater and became a cultural phenomenon. Speaking of birthdays, Uma Thurman, the talented actress known for her roles in films like Pulp Fiction and Kill Bill, was born on April 29, 1970. 
She's had quite an impressive career and remains a prominent figure in Hollywood. I must admit, I enjoyed her performance in Kill Bill. The intensity and action in those films were captivating. Do you have a favorite Uma Thurman film, Becca? Pulp Fiction is definitely my favorite. It's such a classic. Now, finally on this day in 2011, Prince William and Catherine Middleton were married at Westminster Abbey in London. Their wedding was watched by millions of people worldwide and marked a new chapter for the British royal family. Yes, it's hard to believe it's been over a decade since that unforgettable day. The ceremony was spectacular, and the couple has since become an essential part of the British royal family with their charity work and dedication to various causes. And let's not forget their adorable children, Prince George, Princess Charlotte, and Prince Louis. They're such a beautiful family, and it's been amazing to see them grow and evolve over the years. Indeed, their wedding anniversary serves as a reminder of the unifying power of love and family, even amidst the challenges of being in the public eye. Thank you for joining us on this journey through history. Today, we've covered James Cook's arrival in Australia, the Cambodian Campaign, and the Chemical Weapons Convention. As well as the opening of Hair on Broadway and the royal wedding of Prince William and Catherine Middleton. Don't forget that today is also International Dance Day. So put on your dancing shoes and celebrate the joy of movement. See you tomorrow for more chronicles of yesteryear.